What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, and this is episode 345 alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. How are you? Doing really good on this Monday when we record it. Joining us, of course, is Cody Maurice Doggett. How you doing, Cody? Hello, darlings. I'm doing well. It's so good to hear your lovely voices. How y'all doing tonight? Very good. You sound very clear. Girl, the internet is on point here today. I just got it installed today. I went through so many changes. I'm sorry I I cut you off. (laughs) No, no. Jeremy, I don't know if you know this, but he moved in with his boyfriend, Joe, and got internet access. Yeah. Well, the moving in with my boyfriend, (laughs) he needs to clean a little (laughs) bit more because we got a lot of boxes to unpack still. Well, you barely moved in. I'm I'm ready to not live like this anymore. I can't. I tried to look for some clothes to go out the other night and I was uh, I have to get this closet set up tonight or tomorrow. Done. And then, you know what I'm really excited about is to do the show from my new place, like the live show, so you can, everybody can see. New backgrounds, new, I love it. I can't wait. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, people always ask us, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time is our Tags Live show, and um, it's on the Get Vocal platform, but you can get to it by going to Tags Podcast. Com. All right. Um, Jeremy, how's your new job going? It's People really didn't... great. Yeah, it's it's busy and uh, I have a few vacations coming up, so I'm excited about that. And it's been going well. Nice. nice Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. And I am eight weeks post-surgery and went to the gym today, oh, gym in my yeah. building, and yeah, I was really happy about that, walking in the boot. I'm so happy to be walking again. And I have incentive, too, my college buddy, who was the one that I got into trouble with. You, you know, we all have one of those <laughs> from back in the day. This was my college buddy at Berkeley, and we were thick as thieves, workout buddies back in the day. Mm-hmm. He and I became go-go dancers in the 90s and tore it up in San Francisco. He is coming in two weeks. Oh, my goodness. And he wants – and I'm going to his wedding later this year, which I'm really excited to go to his wedding in Mexico. However, he's ready to have like a girl's – night out and i'm like okay let me get this ankle together because yeah, i mean he said we're going together even if i have to carry you around the city i'm said <laughs> okay all right it's gonna be that so, put, so i am go ahead put me on the guest list honey because i want to okay. be part of this epic evening <laughs> yes i will i will put you on on it it's gonna be a lot of fun we have some shout outs to some new members who joined our tag sex pause community over on Patreon. Uh, Rex is listening to us in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Rex, nice to join. Thanks for joining us. James H., you know James Cody. I do, from hey. Our, uh, James was a guest on our on our Tags Live episode recently and shared a lot. James is listening to us in Chicago, Chi-Town. And Jerry C. of San Francisco, California, my old stomping ground where I dance, 
is okay. listening to us and joined the Tags Sex Pause community. So thanks, guys. You guys can join too. We got a lot of perks coming your way over there on patreon.com forward slash tags podcast. And right before we went live, a listener wrote into us. I just got to read this. It, literally, I got this right as we were going on. Oh I wanted to let you know, I know, I wanted to let you know that last night I listened to one of Tag's February 2022 podcasts and thoroughly enjoyed it. I was a listener back when Tag started and listened to every first year podcast. However, I slowly moved away from listening as the format moved away from hearing about sex stories. Okay, not so sure about that. But <laughs> and focused more on focused more on special guests, which lost my interest. I took a new job and travel all over the country. Last night, driving from Philly to Bethlehem, I decided to download a recent podcast. Being pleasantly surprised that Tags was still going strong after five years. Okay, now. Mm-hmm. I loved the episode. Hearing guys either write or call in for sex or relationship advice. I'm hooked onto listening to Tags once again and wanted to let you know that you've recaptured my interest of one of your original listeners Signed, John in Phoenix, Arizona. Thanks, John. John. That's so great. Welcome back. Yes, absolutely. And you'll be happy to know that we have advice for a listener on this episode coming up a little bit later in the show. So stay tuned for that. All right. Well, let's get into it. And I could not help but talk about this next story. Thousands of photos were found on a computer of a Texas man who secretly recorded Airbnb guests naked and fucking. <gasps> this has been my worst fear, you guys. Was but, it me? Because I, I, <laughs> I want to know what you guys think about it in a second. But more than 2,100 images, many of which show people in various states of undress, have been recovered from a computer belonging to a Kendall County man accused of recording guests without their knowledge inside the bedroom of his hill county rental cabin oh my god i know details from the growing criminal and civil case against aj ali who is 54 you're not giving uh, okay 50 year old here (laughs) ali now faces 15 (laughs) charges of invasive visual recording after additional charges were filed against him last month accused of recording guests on hidden camera made to look like a power adapter for a router. (laughs) A surreptitious piece of equipment which can be purchased on hidden camera websites for under $130 is believed to have been in place for nine months or longer. And you know how it all happened. A man, his wife, went to go take a shower and the man was in bed waiting for her to do the busy i get busy i'm sure Mm -hmm. when he noticed the ac power adapter facing the bed according to the warrant upon further inspection the guy realized that the box was a small camera and recording device wired into the wall and facing the direction of the bed in which they were to sleep that night later that month investigators uncovered 2100 thumbnail images from videos that have been on ali's seized computer um how I have rented many an Airbnb or VRBR mm-hmm. in my life. The last one was my sister's birthday in Santa Cruz. And we were really worried about this because we were having a little party outside in this cute Santa Cruz Capitola house. Mm-hmm. 
and it was her birthday and we were like having music and barbecuing and we got a a call that we were being noisy and we were wondering how does she doesn't live here and we were all pretty certain there was a camera not facing the bedroom outside, like this story right? yeah. but outside okay. i mean and we still felt violated at the end of it some of our friends flipped it off <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally flipped it off and because i just think i mean jeremy does this like freak you out when you hear this of story of course it does that's so sketchy and like creepy and it sounds like a just like a total setup and scam. I have a story where my friend, uh, one of my close friends rented a, a house in Atlanta for uh, her brother's birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. And they ended up getting kicked out of the Airbnb for doing the same thing, barbecuing in the backyard by the pool and come to find out the, I don't know the camera situation. I think there was definitely cameras in certain areas, but Mm -hmm. come to find out the gay guy was staying in the pool house and didn't tell them. What? You mean the gay guy that owned the property? That owned the property was in the pool house with the doors locked and everything and like watching what they were doing and then just like came out, blew up their spot and like kicked them out. And it was like a disaster hot mess airbnb give me all my money back because (laughs) oh she got she got it all back good good good. oh there are so many it's kind of like uber you we we forget about these stories like i'm watching there's a the whole uh story of how uber got started with the original founder super pumped on showtime right now Mm -hmm. and It's so interesting how the app started, how Airbnb started. And there are these great things that we all love and use and are part of our modern day society. But there's a drawback to some of them. Cody, I know you're kind of an exhibitionist and like to be viewed, but... This goes a little bit beyond it, wouldn't you say, oh, when you don't for know? Sure. That is, it's deplorable. And I hope this <laughs> this man is. It is because I I may be an exhibitionist, but I like to have the person in the room watching me do what I need to do. Make make me uh watching me work work it out, okay? Put it <laughs> down. <laughs> but and I think that it's just especially when you're being recorded without your knowledge, that in yeah, and of itself it's so lascivious. It's a violation for sure and i hope that he gets what's coming to him i personally love to rent airbnbs just to go have sex in (laughs) i want to do that in every single state like if i go on vacation with a boyfriend not even before i even had a boyfriend i was going on vacation i was getting some strange i was having sex i was i was going to put it down and it would it really creeped me out if I found out that I was being video the entire time. So, well, Airbnbs are like hotels, and everybody wants to have sex in the hotel. Yeah. So, there's no difference here. It's funny because Jeremy and I were talking offline before we got started uh-huh. about my sisters getting a place in Puerto Vallarta, a brand new condo, and we were. I'm helping her with it, and we're gonna. She's gonna put it up for Airbnb, of course. Okay, because, she can record me. She's not there. She has my permission. Well, okay, okay, she can record <laughs> you. Got it. <laughs> However, I do know that one thing I would definitely do, knowing that I've had sex in hotels and Airbnbs, I will. We will have separate bedding for the guests that'll be. Per- 
perfectly presentable and mm-hmm. washed and clean. And then when we come, I think I'm going to have my own bedding. Smart. Just, just because you know, right? Would you, Jeremy, too, probably of have your own bedding? Of course I would. Fumigate. <laughs> <laughs> I also have, every- a, I have like a bedding fetish and I love like just really, really nice sheets and bedding. So I would totally have my own stash. Yeah, definitely own stash on that one. Oh my gosh. Creepy. All right, moving on. Daily prep is good, new story, but for many, the new long-term injectable is even better. So there's an est- So these are some stats. So we're going to talk about injectable prep, and I want to get your thoughts on this. But these are some stats that I didn't really know exactly. There's an estimated 38 million people living with HIV AIDS in the world today, okay, with over 35 million people having died from complications of the virus since 1981. And just to counteract that, didn't we hear today uh, 600,000 people died of coronavirus, just to kind of put it all in perspective? Oh, wow. Uh, In 2020, 1.5 million people were newly diagnosed with HIV. That's a staggering number. It is. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, despite U.S. having all the tools needed to end this heinous pandemic. So on December 20th of last year, the FDA approved the first injectable treatment for HIV, and it's called Apertude, um, Extended Release Injectable Suspension. Uh, Apertude is a major breakthrough for people wanting to prevent HIV transmission, like PrEP, an important tool in the effort to end the HIV epidemic. Um, just to give you another perspective, in 2012, the FDA approved Truvada. So we're moving along nicely here. Uh, Truvada, which I take, I'm back on prep, you guys. Okay. Remember I told you, I, I said everybody, since my ankle's broken since December, there was no need, so I kind of got off of it. Uh, and, but I'm back on it because there's a light at the end of this broken ankle tunnel two weeks and my doctor two weeks right (laughs) so i'm back on it and i've acquired all of the the medication here so i have it um however truvada toxicities include which many of us know renal and bone toxicities in both hiv positive and hiv negative individuals Mm -hmm. as well as kidney toxicities including acute kidney injury chronic kidney disease and fanconi's Fanconi's syndrome. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. I should have looked that up. But anyways, um, so then, as we all know, Discovy came out, which has been a little bit safer for renal and bone toxicities, less likely, um, but not every insurance covers Discovy. It is well documented that compliance with daily prep intake wanes significantly through 48 weeks of use. So meaning, I'm assuming what they mean by that is people get sort of lackadaisy maybe taking the daily pill Mm -hmm. after a certain period of time because it is daily, increasing the possibility of acquiring HIV. Uh, Injectable prep, currently the studies show safety for no bone or renal toxicities have been associated with the use of Apertude. So like for me, I would want to get can ask my doctor about this because I'm, you know, with a brand new bone with my ankle, this could be something that I would be concerned about. Finally, findings with Apertude 
have associated with 69% less chance of getting infected with HIV when compared to Travada. That's really mm. good in a new study. Yeah. The second trial uh, was associated with the 90% less risk of acquiring HIV when compared with Travada. So I think, Jeremy, you're currently, I know you get your Truvada, your prep through Mr. Correct? Still? Yes, I do. Would you consider getting injectable apertude prep? I probably would. I mean, it, it would be something that I would consider just because of the fact that it I wouldn't have to take it daily, but I also have no issue with taking it daily. Yeah, but I would either. I would definitely try it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to consider getting on it for sure. Talk to my doctor. I know it's in its early phases. We'll see with insurance companies, you know, how they're always kind of late to the game to want to move forward. But for me personally, I think it would be great just because of the bone density issue. And because I I don't know, on the other hand, given this period of broken angle, I've gotten on to all of these supplements for bone density mm -hmm. and for just really good vitamins that are now part of my daily regimen. And I just kind of put Truvada in the mix now. So, and with the fact that you do get tested for your kidneys and your liver, you know, I'm not too worried. Maybe yeah. I'll write out the, because the, I have all this Truvada in my cabinet now. Mm -hmm. I'll write that out. I'll still do all my tests like I'm supposed to do, provided I'm having sex, mm -hmm. listeners. But maybe after that, I'll see where we're at with it. But I'm, I'm for it. And Jeremy, remember, we were, we visited that initial doctor at Columbia University back in the day when they were just telling us about this. I know. I remember. Yeah, which was really exciting. So interesting. Cody, I know you're not, you've said before on the show that you're not on prep or anything. I'm, what are your thoughts, though, on this? I'm, yeah, I'm on prep. Um, oh, you are on prep. Yeah. Okay, I thought, yeah. It's, I'm not a big needle person, so I don't know. It's something that I'll probably <laughs> look into, but I am deathly afraid of needles. Oh. Yeah, I... Oh. That would be the draw pack, the drawback for me. Yeah, I can't. Every time I get my blood, my blood drawn, I almost want to pass out. It's it's a lot. So yeah, I don't. Does that sound I like a, to, I'm being a baby? No, I used to be the same exact <laughs> way. And my my whole thing is I'm fine with it. I just have to look the other way. Uh -uh, and not me. I, I've had so many needles prodded in me <laughs> in the last year not even just with the ankle it just seems like at a certain point get this booster get this get this get that mm -mm. that i'm like okay i get it now just poke away <laughs> i want to get poked by something bigger and larger <laughs> soon and i'm hoping that is on the list so all right well let us know what you think on that one would you maybe that's our poll question for the week in fact go to you can always just go to patreon.com forward slash tags podcast on the on our page there the poll question of the week is will you consider trying in, uh, injectable prep let us know and we'll report back on that all right. Well, a recent Reddit thread asked the question, and I love this question. Gay men listed their first adult actor crush that they that got oh, wow. through. And, you know, we do this whole thing every Wednesday night on Tags Live where we ask the question by Straight Up Gay Porn, who posted the thirstiest, hottest picture of the week? And they're all by current porn stars and 
OnlyFans sensations, as I like to call them. This is kind of going back for a lot of people, though, on first adult actor crush that you kind of just develop when you're first starting to jack off. And <laughs> there was some really interesting... I will let you guys think about yours if you guys have them. Um, people wrote Pavel Novotny. Do you know him? Pavel Novotny? Navatni, let me Google this because okay, Chris Rock, Chris Rockway, Gage from Sean Cody, uh, Joe Parker from Bait Buddies, Leander, somebody wrote Cliff Jensen, um, let's see, Calvin from Sean Cody, Phoenix Saints, Brent Corrigan. Okay, there's one I finally recognize. Cody Cummings. Me? Um, <laughs> Cody, Lucas Ridgestone. Okay, I know that one for sure. Lucas Ridgestone, and I love him. He would be later in the game. Um, Jeremy, do you have a first crush by an adult film star? I don't. I feel like I can't think of one wow. off the top of my head because I love the amateur, so I don't, I don't like, oh, okay. remember, remember anyone that comes to mind specifically. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I like that answer. Um, Cody, do you have any first favorite crushes? My first favorite crush was Max Grand, porn star. Oh, yeah. Do you remember him? I do, actually. That's a good one. <laughs> when you said it, I was like, oh, I know this one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Oh yeah, he you know, was. Uh, oh, he's beautiful. I gotta go look him up right now, actually, because yeah, <laughs> send that link over to me. <laughs> I like some old old time ones. Um, <laughs> mine is definitely Jeff Stryker. I know, guys, oh. if you're young, if you're part of our younger audience, you might be wondering who the hell that is. Jeff Stryker was really big, I believe, in the '80s and definitely into the '90s. He had this deep deep voice that he used all the time like mine and he, he, <laughs> <laughs> he had a huge huge cock like mine was, <laughs> okay okay <laughs> you better prove it bitch and, <laughs> that was like i mean it was molded after him and he seemed like a, i saw him in some videos later on after the fact and he seemed like such a nice guy too he had great body he had this really really rich thick hair brown hair that was just great i really love jeff striker and a lot of the movies were striker or striker this striker goes this and they used his name on a lot of it and i just loved him he was like my favorite first i think there was even a doll which I would love to find that doll. Oh, God. Oh, I know. man. <laughs> we got to get you that for Christmas this year. Oh, your birthday. Yeah, I might be making that up, but I'm hoping there is a doll. And yeah, put that on the Christmas list, yes. y'all. Oh, I want to say one thing, because you said Jeff Stryker was your favorite porn star. When I first yes. came out, I was working at Sam Goody, which is a record. This is this totally dates me, but it's okay. <laughs> and I don't want to put my name. Come on, old school. <laughs> I don't want to put my name on my name tag because I had gotten all these harassing uh, calls on the on the work phone. They they were kind of inappropriate, like 
heavy breathing and other that all, all oh. that kind of. I know it was really scary. It, it sounds a little bit hot right now, but it was really scary when it was. I'm, I'm sure when I was 18. So I put Jeff Stryker on my name tag. Oh my god, and- I love that. <laughs> and nobody ever said anything, or if if they knew. <laughs> that would really be fun the next time you have to go to like an event and they make you put your name because I always hate those dumb names. I hate name tags. I've always hated name tags. I don't know why. I feel like if you want to meet somebody, just say, hey, what's your name? Yeah. But it's so stupid for me. But I would love to just put – I'm going to put Jeff Stryker on. I think you my should. Name. I'm going to put Max you Grant know if on you do it at, <laughs> If you do it at a gay – the funny thing is today, if you did it at a gay mixer, for example, the the older queens like myself and – well, I'm not going to say older. Damn but me. the more mature <laughs> of a certain age are going to be like, ah, ha, ha, and love it. Yeah. And the others are going to – it's just going to go over their head. And they're going to be like, who, what? And hi, Jeff hi, Stryker. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I think that everybody should play that game and do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's time. We love this segment. It's time to give some advice for one lucky listener. They write, hello, Steve, Jeremy, Lincoln, Cody. By the way, Cody's with a K, y'all. Just I know that's people don't know that, but yeah. Cody with a K. Well, phonetically, and, I'm okay. Yeah, a long time listener, first time writing for advice. Here's his stats: I'm 57 year old gay man from Boston. I am five years out of an eight year relationship in which I was engaged the last year to my partner, only to find out he had been cheating on me for over a year. Ugh. Oh no! Called off. I called off the wedding. I would too. Anyway, I'm ready to date again. Yeah, I'm ready to date again and have tried all the hookup apps and online dating sites, including OkCupid, Hinge, over the past few years, only to find the quality and mindset of most men in my area to be subpar and scatterbrained and or just gay men with short attention spans, you know, looking for the next hot thing. Mm -hmm. So here's my question, he writes, and it's twofold. With the kind prodding of a straight girlfriend of mine she has asked me to interview a couple of matchmaking companies i love that with the hope of finding better suited men do you think this is a good idea so the matchmaking is one of his first questions okay do you, think you should do that mm-hmm. he says i'm an average good-looking man and look 10 years younger than my age remember he's 57 mm-hmm. I'm financially comfortable and lead a very full life with family, friends, and a business. Okay, now. The matchmaking <laughs> firms I am I have talked to have fees in the five to fifteen thousand dollar range. Okay, million dollar matchmaker, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> also, my experience to date is I can get any number of young men for hookups or sugar daddy situations. I I'm I'm have plenty of fun sex kinky and otherwise, by the way, but men in a more age-appropriate dating range of 30 to 60, I seem invisible to and rarely are interested in a date. What's your advice on how I should look for a date or possible partner at this stage in my life? And do you think a matchmaking firm is a good investment? Okay. Warmest regards, Jim. Jeremy, uh, what are your... What's some advice for Jim? This is pretty, there's quite a lot going on here. I kind of like the idea of trying a matchmaker. I think if you're financially sound and you have the the option to test out those waters, it would be cool to 
maybe just interview with them just to see uh, what their what their timeline like their timeline their track record examples that they have it would be interesting to hear more about that process I think if I were him specifically and uh, I do think just dating in general nowadays is somewhat difficult and I agree with his points of uh, not always meeting people that are have any interest in dating yep even in my uh, age group and just the the guys that are around here I find the same exact situation so I would definitely try it out or at least go forward with the interview process and see where it takes him from there I so agree with you, yeah. and it's hard out there, I think, to date. I mean, whether you're gay or straight or whatever age, I talk to my girlfriends and certainly gay men, of course, on this show, and I agree with you. It's A lot of people go on dates, but it never seems to amount to much after that, and it just seems like this vicious cycle half the time. If you are... In a, and you can go to one of these sites. I say, why not? I love what you said, Jeremy. And I I wrote the same thing, capital Y-E-S to the matchmaker situation, mm-hmm. because a lot of these matchmakers, just thinking of Patty Strangler again, of the Million Dollar Matchmaker, who I interviewed you guys back in the day when I had my other site, she was on the 405 and I was interviewing her for this whole thing. And she was awesome. I loved her. I used to be a million dollar matchmaker fan as well, (laughs) but she really, and and other of these sites vet out the people that they bring in highly. Now it doesn't mean you're not, you're still not going to go on a lot of dates and, you know, maybe not find initially the right one, but they hold a lot of these people up to a criteria. Like people have to really want to get matched up for, and they vet these people out yep. and you can give feedback. And if the feedback's not good, like, Oh, this person was flaky or this or that, the matchmaker is going to get rid of them. And so why not put, if you're trying and trying, I have some other advice in a minute, but if you're trying and trying and you have the means and you've already started the process of interviewing some of these why not go for it? Because it kind of puts a little bit of the work and pressure on somebody else. You know, it's like an agent, right? Yeah. Like, why don't it's their job to make this happen? So it kind of makes it fun too, like casting. I and I love do, a I, good casting. I, I think they may have like a a qual a quanti- quality versus quantity type of clientele. So I'm assuming that they may be able to find like a, a better match for this specific listener that maybe also is like not well off, but just in a similar lifestyle, because Mm -hmm. I feel like that would help with the dating process and the mindset of settling down and things like that. And Mm -hmm. so they may have a clientele that would be in a similar playing field as he is. Yeah, that is such a good point, too, because you forget. We, yeah, maybe you put some of these things on hinge, what you're into, what you're not. But people gloss over that and forget about it. And you may or may not get to it on the date conversation. But when mm-hmm. you have it on paper and it's presented to you and, and the matchmaker saying, sure. yeah, and the matchmaker saying, look, uh, 
this person's into wine and and exploring the wine country and travel and you're into this too and things that they're going to point that out and it's going to be a lot more real cody what are your thoughts on the matchmaker part of all this i think i agree with you guys 100 percent. i think if he's financially sound then this is a good way for him to kind of weed out all of the extra people that might be coming at him or the the distractions basically i want to say kudos to him for you know, getting out of that relationship and knowing that he deserves better. And I also kind of want him to take into consideration that dating and finding the right person that you want to spend the rest of your life with does take time. So don't be in such a in such a rush to actually get to the end game when it's about the journey. I love that because this, I mean, yes, it's five years since he's been out of it, yeah. but really a lot of that it's is always healing. A, healing and it's always a great time to explore the, the activities and things that make you happy yeah. that hopefully involve people that you're going to be with more like-minded individuals and maybe find people in that. That's some other advice to focus on those activities. I know I've just been doing that recently with, reshifting with my broken ankle mm -hmm. and started all of these new activities that now that I'm moving walking, it's going to be fun to explore these. And, you know, who knows I'm, who I'm going to come into contact, probably different people than when before all this accident. And it's kind of one of those really cool things that has come out of something that could have been seen as truly dark. Yeah. I did go on, took the liberty of looking up a site that he didn't list on there. This isn't dating app. It's a hookup oh. app called daddy hunt. Oh, I've been on now. That. <laughs> okay. So let me read you some things that uh, this review of daddy hunt, and then I want to hear what you think on of it. Okay. But this review is pretty positive. It uh, has an active audience, 86% active audience, quality matches. Now, this is a key here. Quality matches, 75%. Popular age, 25 to 35. That's just the popular age. Mm -hmm. Over uh, like a million, 600,000 pro, uh, profiles are on there. Reply rate. Okay, this is good. 90%. Oh, nice. E yeah. Uh, it goes on to some other things on there but i love this next part the pros and the cons let's read the pros huge online base of viewers love it for a serious and mature relationship great which is what our listeners That's wanting what very various types of members free registration easy sign up process and then there's some things on their website like blogs and online forums upload and view private photos okay here's the cons Paid membership to get the most out of the website. Okay. Um, probably cheaper, though, than hiring a matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. Not many young lovers on this site. Well, define young. <laughs> and it sounds like our listener doesn't want too young. Yeah. So that's not really a con. And then lastly, and I think this is not really a con for our listener, not for casual dating and hookups. Oh, that's awesome. That's not a con for our listener. Yeah. That's a good thing. He can... Sounds like... He can already you you can already get the hookup and the thing. So I would consider Daddy Hunt based on this review. At least check it out. Unless we hear something different from Cody. 
<laughs> no, I think Daddy Hunt is a great application to to get into. It sounds like it provides a lot of the things that he would like to accentuate from in his search. And I think that he I would recommend that he actually get when he gets on the site, he talks to the person first just to make sure that he gets to know them a little bit beforehand and gets to make sure that they are in they're in the same type of re- relationship. They're looking for the same type of relationship that he is. And I think Daddy yeah. Hunt I'm like distracted a little bit because I think Daddy <laughs> Hunt did a little like a little promo video that was really cute and I'm thinking about that. I was actually googling it. But okay, go ahead. What were you going to say? Okay. No, I think uh, that's great advice. And it's not like you had any horrible things happen on that site. So nice. I love it. I think, I hope that helps for you. And with some advice, let us know though. We want to always hear back from you. And if you want some advice, relationships, sex, we are here for you. You can email us at tagspodcast.com hit the contact or simply DM us on our Instagram at tags podcast. We are here for you willing and ready as always ready to go. Thank you for that. Yes. Oh, and and daddy does have like a little web series out and it's really cute. I recommend you watch it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about the whole time I was answering the question. I was like, what is okay. Wait a minute. Focus. (laughs) Maybe we got to get them on the tags live. Come on the show. Yeah. Yeah. All right now. Cool. Um, you know, there's a recent queerty, excuse me, Reddit that asked the question, what makes an effective grinder profile? Speaking of profiles, right? Mm -hmm. And Cody, you had a lot of luck on this and found your boyfriend. Some of us haven't been so lucky like our listener and many of us around, but they write on an ask gay men subreddit category solicited tips for making a grinder profile. I know what to do. This person writes with pictures, but what about the actual writing part? I don't know what would be too much or too little. People offered so many tips, uh, like just state what you're looking for and whether you prefer to host or travel, any preferences Positive statements only. Looking to top, can host. I prefer smooth, but open to all types. Condoms mandatory were some of the things that people listed. Mm -hmm. The single most important thing you need to do is write a profile that within two or three sentences, y'all. Get Don't don't be giving me a whole five pager thing. I know what I see. Uh, It's I mean you know those types that there's just on and on and on. You're like what the in the name of keeping it simple. Um, What you're looking for? Make a little mention about what you have to offer and what does not under any circumstances what you do not want. The first two can be hard, but just be frank with yourself with the words to come. Show confidence. Show good angles. Jeremy, on your profile, what's some things that you have on there that you recommend for what's a good grinder profile? So I like to recommend like just keeping it cute and short and just get straight to the point. And I think if you're state that what you're looking for on there, like they said, and uh like one thing that I list on there is that I love to rim and I just find that that's something that I like to be straightforward about. And that way I also weed out tops that don't want to get rimmed 
reaching out to me. Nice. So that's very direct. And I love that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, you met your boyfriend, Cody, on here. What was it about paragraph. your product? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was, what were, I mean, because this is a good test and it worked for you. What is it about your profile that you had on there that worked for getting Joe? Sexy pics. <laughs> okay. Are all about that visual. I think that the best. <laughs> advice that i could so we all got to put countless chess photos but, all over the place like I, you <laughs> i think the first picture was actually of my face and of me smiling and then after that it was just horror city so <laughs> <laughs> got it and and it. i mean hey it got it it snagged me a man so i can't be too mad about it or <laughs> begrudge anybody at this point right um i also think that I agree with what everybody was saying about not putting anything like negative out there about what you don't want, because that can weed away maybe something that on the outskirts of your preferences that you didn't even know that you wanted. And I think that's a really good point to make. So I'm glad that they said that. The only thing on that part that Mm -hmm. I would say that I would disagree with is if you are a devout bottom, or we've talked about this on our other shows, people putting verse bottom when they really are bottom in and people might really be that way Mm -hmm. i think in watching that web series that we just had jack jack tracy which is that's tracy on the show Mm -hmm. all the first season of the episode is just of dealing with that he put verse bottom and kept getting bottoms Mm -hmm. and he kept breaking up in every episode or in the episodes because he kept saying they're incompatible and that can happen. I think I've been in that situation too. So I think like Jeremy, where I think in the one part, I think saying what you really want sexually is probably good. Yeah. But I agree with you, maybe not putting so many negatives on there about what you don't want to do in terms of life, perhaps. I don't know. Or like preferences that you have about people. I, that's what I was kind of oh, well, getting right. at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the ones about race and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Keep like, that away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, and, and they deal with that on the web series as well, too. It's about that, too. You no know, fats, femmes, all that kind of thing, which pops up all the time. Great advice on that when you're putting together or revising. It's still the beginning of the year, y'all. Chinese New Year's here, so you can revise at any time, but it is always a good time at the beginning of the year. Okay, lastly, I couldn't help. Speaking of dating apps, this is some good news in gay dating app news. When we all know what's going on in Ukrainians, a gay dating app asked users to help Ukrainians and it blew up with responses. So a well-known dating app says it's been blown uh, away by the response its users to the plight of Ukrainians fleeing their country. It estimated around 1 million people have left the country, probably more by now, Mm -hmm. following Russia's invasion. The social media site and app Romeo, do you know Romeo? Formerly known as Planet Romeo. Oh, I know that. 
Okay, Cody always. Of course you do. <laughs> I was it on was, everything, child. <laughs> I guess. Hence, I guess that's the name of the game. <laughs> the numbers game here. Um, it was launched in Germany around 20 years ago. It has three million members all around the world, but is particularly popular in parts of Eastern Europe and the Baltics. Besides the regular profiles common to such apps, it also allows people to join from a vast number of forum groups. And at the start of the week, it launched a group called Shelter for Ukraine. The group is to connect those who can offer shelter and assistance. Well, users immediately began to join and offer up their spare rooms or homes. Mm -hmm. The group now boasts over 8,000 members after just four days with hundreds of offers of help. Quote, we live in Prague and can offer a place to stay in our small guest room with one bedroom was um, one entry somebody else wrote i can host in italy near pisa one or two persons said in italian i live actually in countryside and i can travel Aww. and collect you uh upon the italian border somebody else wrote i can offer accommodations for the one or those you urgently need whether male or female up to two people said another person would also offer shelter or sanctuary to those russian soldiers who oppose the war and are fleeing from Putin's government as a result. Wow. These are really okay, That's gay app, Romeo, yeah. stepping <laughs> up to the plate in times of major need. This just warmed my heart. Yeah. And this is when I love social media. This is when I love the apps. This is when I love our LGBTQI plus community to show solidarity if there's never a time of war to show solidarity like this and the power of being 2022 where we have usage of technology, this just is so awesome to hear. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. This is so heartwarming. And I love that they are actually, you know, using this platform for, for good. That's what it's out there for. So I'm, like you said, it warms my heart. And are they accepting donations? Did you say that? They On might be. I'll find out more. Okay. And I, I, I will post the Planet Romeo yeah. profile. However you're saying. Oh, yeah, I will go on there. I will find out, but I will definitely post the link on tagspodcast.com with more information. You can always follow us at Tags Podcast, including on the TikTok. And follow my co-host. You can follow Jeremy on Instagram at jrosslopez, jrosslopez. Follow Cody. He's got two. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching, KMD Coaching, or at Mr. Maurice with the shirt off like me. <laughs> Always so much fun. Such a great show, you yeah. guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And in the meantime, you can continue having hot, gay, Sex. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you.